R.C. Davis for Warriors.com with another edition of London Calling with the Warriors and TV voice Bob Fitzgerald over in London covering both the men's and women's hoops. Bob, how you doing? Doing well. I mean, it's uh, the United States women's getting ready for the semis in Australia, that grudge match that began with Lauren Jackson and Lisa Leslie and three straight gold medal matchups, but the semifinals here in London. And then the men uh, defeating Australia and getting ready for Argentina, a team that I've seen three times in 20 days, and an Argentinian team that has actually defeated the United States twice in international play, uh, the only country to do that since NBA players were allowed. So very, very good matchups, and uh, kind of the tournament's winding down, and you kind of feel the intensity and the excitement getting going. That game versus Argentina just finished a little bit ago. Patty Mills, David Anderson, Joe Ingles, who actually played on the Warriors Summer League team. That game started out kind of close early, but then it route late. Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, you credit Australia. They've never medaled, but they've been in the Olympics since 56 in Melbourne. Every Olympiad except for two. Um, the United States beat them in Beijing in the quarterfinals, beat them again tonight in the quarterfinals in London. But Ingles was terrific. Patty Mills was good. Uh, if they had had Warrior Center Andrew Bogut, you know, it might have been a little bit different. I don't think the outcome would have changed. But the competitiveness of Australia was excellent. They cut it to six in the third quarter with an 11 nothing run. But Kobe Bryant had a 20-point second half, and LeBron James had the first Olympic triple-double in U.S. history. And so it just it's fun to watch this team because some nights it's Carmelo, then it's Kevin Durant, then it's LeBron, then it's Kobe. Uh, they're just that good and that deep. And, uh, you know, they're two games away from winning back-to-back -back gold medals. And with Spain beating France in that chippy contest, uh, with uh, Nicolas Batum hitting Carlos Navarro and Turioff fouling Rudy Fernandez, that game got real chippy. Yeah, you know, I, I think what happens is if you look at the soccerization of international basketball. In soccer, you know, someone gets hit in the knee and they fall down like a sniper got them or something. <laughs> basketball, yeah, there's hard fouls and there's contact, but nobody likes flopping. I mean, David Stearns even looked into banning flopping or fining guys or something. Well, let, let's just brass tax it. Mm -hmm. Argentina and Spain, they flop, you know, and they play the international game and play the officials better than any other countries. And so I think that Roni Turioff was going to give a foul but when I hit you on the arm, I don't know why your legs go up from underneath you and you fall down like you know somebody hit you with a sledgehammer like Rudy Fernandez did. But then France was so upset that Nicholas Batum came and really laid the wood. I mean, it would have been a finable or suspendable situation in the NBA on Navarro. So, you know, it's a tough one. I mean, people, they don't mind fair play, but, uh, you know, taking dives and, oh, I tap you and all of a sudden you act like I pushed you 22 feet. That's part of the international game in soccer. It's leaked into basketball a little bit, but that's not part of how NBA guys play. So they react to it. Uh, they, they don't like that at all. So who's up next for Team USA on the men's side? Well, Team USA will play Argentina. So, I mean, this is now the, the golden generation. You said third time in 20 days, correct? Third time in 20 days, and Argentina only lost 86-80 to 80 in the exhibition. And then just a couple days ago, they were right with the United States in a one-point game at halftime before Team USA put a 42-17 to 17 third quarter on them. But Scola, Nocioni, Delfino, Manu Ginobili, Pablo Prigioni, who's going to be the oldest rookie in the NBA as a 35-year-old winning place for the Knicks in the fall, these guys have been together for almost 20 years since they were schoolboys from the 2002 World Championships in Indianapolis. For 10 years, they have bothered the United States. They beat them in Indy. They beat them in Athens when Argentina won the gold medal. 
and they're the only country to beat the United States twice since NBA players started playing. So Lithuania and Argentina, they've been the two teams that have had a, a recipe to bother the United States, so it's a very dangerous semifinal matchup. And who's on the other side? Russia and Spain, then, I guess. Russia and Spain. And so now you've got Timothy Mozgov and you've got Alexei Shved. And you have this guy, Pankrashov, who's actually really good, kind of a lead guard playing with Karolenko. Uh, Russia's been the surprise of the tournament. Spain, it's both Gasols and Ibaka. Mm-hmm. And then how much juice do they have in the guards with Sergio Rodriguez and Juan Carlos Navarro and Rudy Fernandez? Spain doesn't guard you as much intensity-wise, but they can be lethal offensively, play that kind of beautiful game basketball style. I'll be curious. I, I, got, a, I got a sneaking suspicion that it, it could be Russia and the United States on the 40-year anniversary of 72 in Munich and one of the biggest travesties really in international sports robbed of the gold medal. 40-year anniversary of that Olympiad and uh, to see you know Russia and the United States, and it could be even Russia and the United States on the women's side for the gold medal additionally. So there, there's a lot going on these next couple days. Well, if that does come to fruition, you couldn't have a better partner in Doug Collins. Well, no, I mean, Doug Collins played in that game um, as part of that silver medal winning squad that will never accept the silver medals. They're still in a vault in Switzerland. Those players have it in their wills that their uh, descendants are never to accept those medals. They protested the outcome after Russia had the final three seconds of that game replayed three times until they finally won on a Sergei Beloff layup. Doug Collins was body blocked and basically crushed out of bounds and got up and made two free throws to give the United States a one-point lead in what should have been the, the final score. Uh, they protested after the, the game three seconds put on, Russia inbounds, United States steals, three seconds put back on, knocked away. United States won that game twice, and then three seconds put back on the clock, and Russia third time the charm. Um, mm. If you watch the video of that, it really was one of the injustices in sports and for Doug Collins and everybody on that team, they're actually going to have a 40-year anniversary reunion in Kentucky where Doug is going to be the keynote speaker. Wow. Um, anytime you see Russia, and everybody on that team still alive, which is exciting, but anytime you see Russia, uh, that will be brought up, and it's still, there was a protest. It was not upheld. Three to two was the final vote. Um, it, you know, the Olympics have had a lot of shenanigans. Uh, in my mind, that's one of the top ones ever really in Olympic history. And that will be this weekend on Sunday Assuming that uh, USA gets by Argentina, which is no easy task. Uh, other things going on, there's flying ants. I don't suppose they're getting into the arenas. That must be an outside problem. Is it really I, I, that bad? You know, it's funny. As you hear about, oh, traffic. I'll, I'll knock on whatever. Traffic's <laughs> been great. Oh, the weather. It was sunny and gorgeous. I was wearing shorts today at the Tower of London. Oh, you know, flying ants. I haven't seen any. The arenas were <laughs> fabulous. And the North Greenwich Arena is like the London Staples Center, just a magnificent venue. So, uh Maybe I'm not in the right spots or the wrong spots in London, but uh, my time here for, you know, coming on a month has has been spectacular. So uh, I've been pretty fortunate. You said the last time we spoke, the track and field would now be taking center stage this week, and you were right on. Ashton Eaton leads the decathlon. Asafa Powell is out again with a groin. Lots of things going on. American Lolo Jones and the hurdles. Talk about some of the uh, things going on on the track. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, being there and watching Usain Bolt run the 100 was just incredible, and the 200 is coming up for him. Um, you, you mentioned you know, the United States has a chance to do really well in the decathlon. Uh, Great Britain has, has acquitted themselves pretty well in a lot of the events, and so that's kind of the buzz here is that the home country has done exceedingly well. And then track and field, you just uh, you gain that appreciation for training for something for four years 
and having just several seconds or one moment or one lap around the track or whatever it is, what if you're sick that day? What if you pull a hamstring? What if you don't feel right? What You train for four years, and here's your one moment. I never get over that in sports. You know, 82 games in the NBA, 162 in baseball, 16 in football, play after play after play. In Olympics, it's one shot. And in track and field, that's never more evident. And so you feel it, and the crowd feels it. And, and when someone accomplishes something, there's this exultation. And when they come up short, there's this anguish. And it really is a, it's a great spectacle. And the gold medal count as we are taping this interview. China leads with 81, USA with 77, and Russia now in third with 52, just edging host Great Britain. And finally, on the beach, the dynamic duo of Kerry Walsh and Misty May Trainer do it again. They won gold against their USA counterparts. Well, that was awesome. I mean, that was a yeah. tough ticket tonight uh, in advance of basketball is that you, you had beach volleyball where, hey, the U.S. is getting the gold and the silver, and uh, it's right at that horse garden where the, uh, you know, the, the royal family is looking out their backyard type of thing. It's one of the tremendous venues here in London. And so it couldn't have come out any better, and, you know, the, the, the old faithful, the old tandem comes up with another medal. I mean, it really was a great story to follow. And, you know, to, to play U.S. against U.S. Uh, as a, you know, a U.S. person here, uh, hoping that the medals keep piling up, I thought it was great. Well, we will let you go. You've had a long day. We will check in with you again this weekend to preview the gold medal game for Team USA on the men's side. And uh, thanks for another edition of London Calling, Bob. Absolutely. All right, R.C., see you, man. That's Bob Fitzgerald. I'm R.C. Davis for Warriors.com.